JD Talking Sports. It is Monday, August 21st, 2017. August 21st. I feel like I'm slurring over my words. That's JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. You just see uh, OBJ win in the locker room for the Giants. I'll tell you. That hit, you saw his knee buckle. They said a concussion ankle, but I'll tell you, it looked like the knee. I got a picture of him in the locker room. It did not look good. The way he got up, he jumped up, and then he started hobbling. I'll tell you, do not want to lose him. And 3 nothing now. Now, we're not going to look at the Browns as a dominant team from this year. Brock Osweiler, man, overthrown it. He overthrew his uh, first-round draft pick out of uh, Miami. Didn't look good. I wasn't impressed at all. But Deshaun Kaiser plays with some pep to him. I know they say they probably wanted to sit to get some experience, but he looks a lot better and looks a lot more confident. The youngest active quarterback at 21 years old, at two years of eligibility, left Notre Dame. And coach wasn't happy. I'm mean, yeah, blanking on the, the Notre Dame head coach, Brian. Who's the ND? Brian. I see, I see, I see his face. He was not happy. First first player to leave with two years of eligibility. And Brian, I keep saying Brian, 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 Brian. Brian Kelly. Kelly was not happy. Said he should have stayed a little longer. They said he could make every throw. The fans love him. I don't know if they were cheering today at the end of the game. I'm cheering during the game for OBJ. If there was more giant fans, a lot of empty seats. But, you know, it is preseason football. I saw Angram make a couple catches. Defense, man. JPP had a tip ball interception. Had a sack. Well, half a sack. Blew by the uh, lineman. And Olivier Vernon was 38 yards downfield and broke up a pass. It was, you know, it's, you know, defense looked pretty damn good. Landon Con- they're all flying all over the place. Now, again, it's Cleveland. Let's, let's put that in perspective. Offense, some good passes. OBJ had some good catches, but man, he took a hit on that knee, and they said it was perfectly legal because they ain't go for the head anymore, so now they go for the D. I did see Brandon Marshall. I thought he got alligator arms on a play he could have caught. He felt the defense coming. And nobody, they didn't say anything on the broadcast. I felt he got a little alligator arms on that play. I felt he kind of felt the heat coming, and he was anticipated the hit and dropped the ball. I thought he could have made the catch, but that's always been the case with him. I don't. I, sometimes I don't. Uh, his toughness goes away. We shall see, right? Still early, still preseason. Give them the benefit of the doubt. New Jersey won today over California 12-9. They're still alive in the Little League World Series, which I, uh, which was pretty pretty psyched about. And did, did you watch the solar eclipse? Did you watch it? Did you watch it today? It's pretty cool. They're going to have a rematch with New England, New Jersey baseball team. And they're going to play potentially a rematch with the New England team. For the first time in the tournament, New Jersey will play in games on back-to-back days and will play the winner of the New England and the Northwest's Walla Walla Valley Little League of Walla Walla, Washington. Those teams play an elimination game. They're playing it right now. They'll play 7.30 on Tuesday with the winners advancing to Thursday semifinal games at 7.30 p.m. All right. The winner of that game will play the U.S. Championship on Saturday for a bit of play in the championship game on Sunday afternoon. All right. 
Keep it going, guys. Keep it going. Keep keep it going. That's what I say on that front. Yeah. And Carmelo vows to fix marriage and get back on track with Lala. She's his everything. Okay. She's your everything. That's all that matters, right? She is your... And the picture I got to give credit to is Bill uh, Hoffheimer at ESPN. It does not look good. I'll tell you, they lose him. Yikes. Not going to be good. Not going to be good at all. That's kind of scary shit, right? Yeah, I went to bed last night. Listen to this. Aaron Judge. Okay, first I want to talk about four hours and nine minutes, Friday night's game. Ten relievers used, eight were ineffective. That was, you know, talk about the games going on forever. And, again, and this past Saturday, only one one twenty game Chicago time was scheduled, Jays-Cubs. The rest were either late afternoon for Fox Regional or night games. Yeah, and it was, this was, I read this in the post. Once impossible to even consider, especially as a matter of how so many of us first became, then remained baseball fans, MLB now schedules as many as 8-10 Sunday night starts as Saturday 1 p.m. starts. Can't shame the shameless. I agree, man. You know, it sucks. You know, you want to watch these goddamn games and they start too goddamn late. It's bullshit. It's ridiculous. And Yankee games, come on, 10 relief, it goes on. It goes on forever. It goes on for freaking ever. You feel like it's never going to end. It's like, come on, you guys are killing me. Killing me, Smalls. And Aaron Judge, second half, listen to this. Batting average, 169. He is out of 173 qualified hitter. He's 169th. That's with his batting average. Strikeouts, 58. He is the worst, most strikeouts of any of the 173 qualified hitters. And miss percentage, that swings he misses on, 42%. He's 172 out of 173 hitters. And Girardi says, hey, I got to let him work out of the slump. But still, man, that is rough. And the Texans, I was, I love, I love Peter King, MMQB, Monday morning quarterback. He feels that the the front seven for the Texans with Watt, who they said, who who O'Brien, Bill O'Brien feels is going to be even better than ever, stronger, the three time NFL MVP, and second year nose man DJ uh, Reader, Christian Covington. You got with will form the front with Whitney Marcellus behind Watt, Brian Cushing. And uh, Bernardick McKinney on the inside, and Jadeveon Clowney, who I love at the right. Remember, I still remember that play in the play, in the bowl game. Hit that Michigan guy, bam! If healthy, best front seven in football on only Seattle is close. We'll see. We shall see, right? And they asked Mike Tomlin the question: Do you spend Do you spend much time or energy this offseason thinking how are we going to beat the Patriots? And he said, I don't think about that. I just know that it's less about the nameless gray faces that you play. And most of the time, your issues and your solutions are in-house. It's in-house. we got to strengthen ourselves for the fight. It's easy as a cop out for me to identify the outside variables. It's a much tougher discussion with yourself to really get gritty and look within yourself and look at the things that are important and what you need to get done. It's not a lack of acknowledgement of the dominance of the Patriots, but it's really not the, that that important. We better take care of our house. We better till our soil. We better till our soil, as they say. I thought, you know what? Hey, you can't worry about outside shit. You know what? You know, I have a friend whose brother had a, an accident, and he, he can't walk now. And I remember he was remember he was told where you know, hey, you know, you were better off than they do. And he says, listen, I can only worry about what I had done to me. Sorry about that, folks. Had my phone on. You see, 
JD talking sports, we're not perfect. We're not perfect at all. And, you know, they say, oh, you're much better off. And you know what? You really can't, you can read that stuff, but in, in the end, you know, he had, to deal, he had to deal with what happened to him, how he had to deal with it. And it made me think of, a, you know, a client of mine who he used to smoke like three packs a day. I trained him forever. And he said on his 50th birthday, he's going to quit smoking. And I was like, what? And he had to do it. You know, you have to, sometimes you have to just do things on your own. You know, I, I got up to 240 pounds at one point. I was really freaking heavy, really freaking heavy. And I forget, I was with Gumbo Chef, my buddy uh, from grad school. And we were in California and there's Runyon Canyon where a lot of people walk and I couldn't get up the hill. I was, I was gasping. I never, ever, I'm not a quitter. I never quit. I keep going. I just keep chugging, chugging along. And I just said, I couldn't do it. I, I, I said, and I said, I can't live like this. I looked at my, I said, that was it. And I said, I, uh, I, and I did, I got my ass back in shape, but it's, I had to get there. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but the ho- horse might not always drink. And that's what that made me think of with Tomlin. He's like, you know what? Patriots, I can't worry about what they did. I can't worry about who they picked up. I have to worry about the guys I have in my locker room. I have to deal with my players. And that's what I have to If I get that right, then we're good. I can't worry about what the other team's doing. I can just worry about what I have going here. I know I went a little bit of a rant, but that's what I do sometimes. And I love this. Uh, Jalen Smith finally got to play. Second-round pick. Hadn't played a game since suffering a knee injury in Notre Dame's January 1st, 2016 Fiesta Bowl game against the Ohio State. Played 12 snaps Saturday against the Colts in Arlington. And he had one key uh, third down stop of Indy tight end Jack Doyle forcing a Colts punt. And he said, it's a blessing to be out there. It's a blessing to be playing for America's team. I'm thankful to be here. And it was a great night. Amen. Amen. Listen, this guy went through so much shit. He was going to be a top five draft pick. Cowboys picked him up on second round. He lost millions of fucking dollars. And he comes back and he's like, I'm no, 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 I'm not going out like that. I'm going to do whatever I can. He got on the field, 12 plays. And you know what? Listen, it is, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. You know what? I had some health problems and you, you have shit happen to you and you, and you go, you know what? Listen, you can have all the money in the world. If you don't have your health, it don't mean jack shit. And that's what I you get to a point where you're like, you know what? So when I, I read this, I'm like, good for you. I'm going to be rooting for you all goddamn season. I don't, buy football jerseys but I think I would buy one for him because he's a he's it's motivating it's 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 a beautiful thing and this is this is kind of apropos for today uh uh, Denver radio host Brandon Stokely a former NFL wide receiver he spoke to Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney on Tiki and Tierney on CBS Sports Radio he was talking about the Broncos quarterback Paxton Lynch so he's a strong arm he's a mobile quarterback other than that I'm lost I have I have to stop at two I haven't seen anything else as a big strength right now. Has he gotten better from last? I'm sorry, I was reading something about OBJ. Um, has he gotten better from last training camp to this training camp? Yes, he has. But he's just not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And Trevor Simeon today was named starting quarterback of the Broncos. So there you go. And, and then you got Bill Belichick. Look at this, listen to this. So I talk about Mike Tomlin. He says, every year you try to build your team the best that you can, 
And so we did what we felt like was the best way to build our team. I mean, I don't know what the options are going to be next year, but whatever they are, we're going to do the best we can with them. To say that we wouldn't trade for a player or we wouldn't pay a player this much or we wouldn't do this or we wouldn't do that, I mean, I don't know what those, I don't have any of those rules. And that's the thing. It's almost like he has a clean slate every year. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? The team that got us there, and he'll pick up guys that'll take less money. He took David Harris from the Jets. Chris Long last year. He, he'll find guys to, to take the uh, low paychecks. Now, he did have uh, Revis. He paid him a premium, but then they got rid of him. But, hey, he got him Super Bowl. And he played great that one year for the Patriots. Yeah, I forgot about that. He won a fucking ring with the Patriots. Son of a bitch. I remember, still remember the one touchdown they had in the game was really a pick play, and he, no one did anything. He, he, he shut everybody down in the Super Bowl. People forget about that. Revis had a great Super Bowl against the Seahawks, even the Seahawks that played the interception. But, hey, they got the win. doesn't matter how they got it. They got that Super Bowl win, right? Really, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you win <laughs> pretty, ugly, whatever. A win's a win, even though some people, you know, even though I, you know, hey, like, like in pool on a Saturday night. I did win two out of three. I didn't win the rubber match. Now, I didn't win it on the prettiest way, but she knows she lost. She knows. She knows who was the winner, who took two out of three. I'll just leave it at that. And Titans, look, at they talk about the Titans. Since 2009, the Titans are 14-34 and 34 in AFC South games. They haven't swept a season series with Jacksonville, Houston, or Indianapolis any season, in any season since 2009. They're 1-15 against the Colts. And Mac, Marcus Mariota, Marietta has never beaten Houston or Indianapolis in four career starts. This is the year. Let's see if they can do it. And how about this? J.J. Watt and his brother, rookie uh, linebacker T.J. Watt, have never opposed each other in any organized athletic event. Any athletic event in any sport. Pittsburgh plays at Houston on Christmas evening. And this, this schedule came out a week before the, the uh, Steelers drafted T.J. Watt. I thought, that's, you know, imagine going against your brother. That's kind of cool, right? And they Dick LeBeau, 79, shot a 66 at a golf course last week. Hey, you know, we're all young. And then Gil Brandt told a great story. He co-hosts a show on Sirius XM NFL Radio with uh, Alex uh, Marvez. Well, he talked about how the Cowboys, talked about the early days of the Cowboys in the early exhibition season. He goes, we played a preseason in early days. Tulsa, Birmingham, New Orleans, Bakersfield, Sacramento, Atlanta, Roanoke. Played a doubleheader in Cleveland. We, he said the Cowboys played Detroit, and then Cleveland played uh, Pittsburgh, back-to-back. He played in Norman, Oklahoma. We played in Sioux Falls. But our first year, he said they played an exhibition game in Pendleton, Oregon. Look it up. And they did. Sunday afternoon, September 4th, 1960, right in the heart of the intense Kennedy Nixon. Kennedy Nixon. I guess it was the presidential election cycle. They played the Rams and Expansion Cowboys' fifth game of their history at Roundup Stadium in Pendleton, Oregon. Now, the 1960 population, Brand said it was 5,000. The census says it was 14,000 people in the town, about 200 miles east of Portland in rural north northeast Oregon. Rams beat the Cowboys 49-14. Cowboy Press Guide said the crowd was about 13,500. And Gilbrandt said, why in the world would the Cowboys play in the middle of nowhere in Oregon? He said they paid us 25000 He said it was pretty memorable for a lot of reasons. The stadium was actually there for radio grounds. Was, was actually the ra- rode- oh, I'm sorry, rodeo grounds. And it turns out the rodeo just finished the day before, right in the field where we played. 
and it was lined. He said it was lined like a football field, but it was in pretty rough shape. He said when the players came up the field, they were saying there were still droppings in the field from the rodeo. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool story. So I wanted to, you know, I was like, wow. And uh, Tom Savage, had, they said his two legs up at Deshaun Watson went three for 10 on against the Pats on Saturday. Jared Goff looked good. And in 12 days, more than 1,000 players will be cut when the rosters go from 90 to 53. How about that? Boom. You're, 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 you're trying to find a job. And they're talking about the Eagles getting Ronald Darby from the Bills. They have him under contract for two years left at a combined salary of $1.858 million. Plus they have, they have the kid out of Washington who tore his Achilles. I mean, they're gonna be, I think they're going to be all right for a while. I think uh, Sydney is it Sydney Rice? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the Eagles first round pick. Eagles first. Eagles draft pick. Draft. Yeah, Eagles draft. Yeah, they they picked up. I'm trying to find yeah. City Jones, second round out of Washington. And they, they'll have the two of them, they're both young. They'll have four controllable years of rookie, second round pick, Sidney Jones. I mean, they're going to be all right. And they have draft picks. I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to be all right. And, you know, uh, also, Peter King wrote about Jameis Winston. He threw a terrible interception. And they said, that's going to drive uh, Dirk Cutter crazy. He's really good. But he throws, man, he throws some bad picks. I'll tell you, and he said, Doug Marone, start Mark Burnell. I'll tell you, he, uh, they've got some problems in Jacksonville. They know a quarterback. Chad Henney is not the answer. And first-round pick, Adoree Jackson for the Titans out of USC, going to be a factor in the secondary and the return game right away. A lot of, I love these young guys. We shall see. We shall see. And Goodell, uh, five-year extension to 2024 with the NFL. That's what they said. He's closing in on a five-year extension. Hey, they keep making money. They're not going to get rid of him. He's going to talk about Donald Trump and the Secret Service that they, you know, that they're running at. They don't have the money. They've gone through their budget already for the year. Well, he's a lot of family. He travels all over the place. And I was going to go through all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? He is the leader of the free world. I think they can find a little money for this. You got to protect him. Sure, he takes a lot of trips. He's still the president. Who cares? And Dak, I love this. Dak, Dak uh, hyped. Oh, Dak hypes up Dez as Cowboys' most improved player. It's the best I've seen. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. It's the best he's been. Well, I'll tell you, if Dez Bryant is on fire this year, forget about it. They're going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be freaking awesome. And and supposedly, in the cornerstone of Bloomingdale's, they have a... They put a time capsule that they can't open until 2021 and they think there's a baseball in there from Babe Ruth that could be worth a half a million dollars also a signed golf ball from Bobby Jones and then there's some famous people such as Ruth uh, I forget and some other famous people from that time and they're not sure if there's anything in there they're not sure if the ball they said if it's in the dark the ball might be salvageable because you know it's uh, it, it might be able to stand the test of time but they're not 100% sure what's in there they're not going to open it till then kind of cool right I think we did it one of those when I was a kid we put comic books and stuff in there I remember doing it and this was the year 1930 they did this was the year of the 
Oh, I think it's 2030. Babe Ruth in 1930. Listen to these numbers. 359, 49 home runs, 153 RBIs. For a Yankees team, they finished third in the AL. They finished third in the AL in 1930. How about that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, they said Jones Ball, when he won golf scout Grand Slam in 1930, would be worth about 100000 Pretty cool, right? And De- Denzel Washington is going to be an Iceman Cometh on Broadway. He also is going to do Equalizer too. I was like, all right. That's kind of cool. As Drupal Cabrera, trade interest is growing. We'll see how that turns out. Alabama, number one preseason, second year in a row. We'll see how that turns out. Oh, Ian Kinsler, fine 10th. He said he was going to get fined for critical comments about umpire Angel Hernandez. Per Buster only. He said he knew it was going to happen. He didn't care. He didn't give a shit. And Darren Lee and Leonard Williams, NFL clears them after musical festival incident in June. Thank God. You need all the help they can get, especially on defense. I was like, oh, I don't want this to be it. I'm like, Ugh. Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney puts Everton uh, ahead of Man City today. Second player to reach 200 Premier League goals. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Oliver Vernon. Olivier Vernon batted a pass, and JPP got an interception today. I'm taping the game as we speak, so I know Gumbo Chef loves when I give stuff like that. And Rutgers names Louisville transfer Kyle Bolin, starting QB. He is a graduate transfer, backed up Lamar Jackson, knew he wasn't going to play. I saw his stats, okay. Came there in April, and they open up at home against Washington, which is, I think, 7-8 and eight in two of the polls. Josh Mc. Josh McCown expected to be named starting quarterback. It says next Monday, I guess. I guess it's not today. Kyle Bolin, graduate transfer. We'll see. You know, hey, they open up their season against the against Washington. That's when they're going to have the... Yeah, so his stats. In three years, he threw a l- 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Last year... Basically, one game, it looked like he played 18-28, 234 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Rutgers ain't going to be good for good. But Chris Ash, I think, is going to be a good coach. And good God, the, the Mets, Stephen Matz may need surgery for a recurring arm issue. Good God, I'll tell you, they just can't catch a break. It is ugly. Okay, so we got Bama number one, and they're going to play Florida State first game of the season in the Chick-fil-A Classic. Ohio State two, Florida State three, USC four, Clemson 5, Penn State 6. I'm okay with all those. Then you got Oklahoma, Washington, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, Michigan, Auburn, LSU, Stanford, Georgia, Louisville, then Florida, Miami, Hurricane, South Florida, with they brought in the former Texas and Louisville, uh, Charlie Strong. I like him. I think they're going to be, they said they have a soft schedule this year too. Then Kansas State, Vatek, West Virginia, Texas, Washington State, Mike Leach, Luke Falk, and Tennessee, who every year I feel like is supposed to be great and they always suck. You know, Clemson. Yeah. So where's Clemson? Is Clemson in the Clemson top five and they lost their quarterback? I don't know about that one. Lost Mike Williams? Lost their starting running back? Nick Saban, don't want to, I, I want to learn. I don't want to waste a failure. What could we have done better? 
because everybody's hurt by the fact that they lost, especially the way we lost that particular game in the last play of the game. But it wasn't the last play. It's what led up to the last play, and I think our players realize that. He's going to he's coming back pissed. I'll tell you, it should be interesting. Ohio State, they got a new offensive coordinator. Kevin Kevin Wilson, JT Barrett ending, entering senior season. Said he's been working on his uh, accuracy. USC got Sam Darnold, over 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns. Nine straight wins to close the season. Yeah, he said he's not trying to blow this one. Yeah, yeah. As I said, Tigers lost Deshaun Watson, Wayne Gallman, Mike Williams. But the defense is good. And they're saying that Flatter State could be the most well-rounded. And I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Alabama. But the good thing is you lose that first game, you still got a lot of games left to play. And ESPN's going to do a 30 for 30 short year of the scab about the 87 Redskins that won all three of the games that's the year the Redskins won the championship and led to the fictionalized 2000 film The Replacements. It's going to be uh, on 8 p.m. on, I don't know, I think it's going to be on ne- next week or so. Yeah, I was trying to find out when it was actually on. And they're going to have a thing, a strike team, which I saw a piece on, a U.S. Marshall sting to lure fugitives with free Redskin tickets. I think it's on in the next couple of weeks. And there's one about the the team that beat uh, Friday Night Lights, Permian, Carter High, which I want to see because I want to know what the hell. They, they said the greatest team ever, but something happened with the team. They were like, they were those kids were monsters. So I'm excited about this year of the scab. And directed by John Dorsey, who previously did Pony Excess, which is a great piece on SMU and the Marinovich Project, which was, I, I still remember that piece where he said, one of the guys said when he saw Marinovich first do cocaine, the look in his eyes, he was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I haven't read anything else about. Oh, and group of Browns players huddle and kneel during national anthem. Yeah, that's. Old news. Odell Beckham. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about OBJ. All right. I'll let that one go. Okay, and we're good. Hey. All right, let's do the... And I will find out about when that 30 for 30 is on because I want to watch it. All right, here we go. Okay. Last night's trivia question. Name the three NBA players with the most All-NBA first team. That The three NBA players with the most All-NBA first team. Uh, yeah, first team. Now, most, most, three NBA players have the, were, are tied for the most All-NBA first team designations. I guess that's what I call it. Okay, 11 for LeBron, Kobe, and Karl Malone. Did not know that. Tonight's trivia question. Who has the most NBA MVP awards? Who has the most NBA MVP awards? That's a nice trivia question. Okay. Mets were losing last time I checked. Not really. Steven Matz, unbelievable. OBJ, please, please, please be healthy. My buddy Harris will have a heart attack. What do you, what do you all think today of the solar eclipse? I had a, my, uh, someone gave me a pair of the glasses, so I was kind of psyched. And it looked like a little sliver, a little sliver of the moon. It was interesting. I have to go to the doctor on Thursday. I have a swollen, my elbow is now swollen. That's not good. So I can't, I can't lift weights. It's going to run tomorrow or do my gliders. Not sure yet. Ballers, pretty good last week. Rick and Morty, if you've never watched it on Adult Swim, I highly recommend it. It is funny as shit. And I taped the first episode ever of The Facts of Life. 
it was really good. And Valerie, don't be upset that I beat you two out of three in pool. You'll have a you'll have a chance for a comeback, and with with really with an injured arm. You know, I just thought about that. Wow, I still beat you, and I was injured. Huh, interesting. Fun fun fact. Fun fact. Okay. <laughs> And New Jersey's going to play tomorrow, another elimination, elimination game, Little League World Series. I'm rooting for them. Yankees play tomorrow night. Mr. Tanaka off the DL. Let's see what happens. Giants didn't look too bad. Engram, Eli, and defense man Vernon and JPP look great. BJ Goodson looks great in the middle. I know, but again, it's against the Browns. So let's. And what are we? How many days away? One, two, three, five days away from Floyd Connor. Can't wait. Have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you soon.